This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Hello to all of you. Welcome to the Equip Podcast. My name is Mark Vance. I'm lead pastor here at Cornerstone, and I've got Simeon Bell back with me on the podcast. Welcome again to the podcast, Simeon. Thank you, Mark. So today's topic, teens and technology. Oh my goodness, Simeon. This is a limitless rabbit hole. And I mean, I think we're going to descend into this. There's so much here that we could talk about. We could talk about AI. We could talk about technology. Oh my goodness. There's so much there. We are in the middle of a really interesting time of living. And our teens, our kids are literally like, I think of them, they're like a generational social experiment almost on what happens with a smartphone in your pocket when you grow up. It's just a really crazy time to live. What do you, what do you see out there as you're kind of looking at this generation and how they relate to technology? Simeon, just give me like a big idea overview. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this could be a rabbit hole because we could go all day on this. There's so much there. I think the thing that's standing out to me the most, it actually comes from a book um, called Generations by uh, Jean Twang. Um, And she actually, she states that generations are being formed at a faster pace. And really it's because technology is progressing at a faster rate. Um, So for example, Gen Z is recognized quicker than the boomers were recognized because technology is progressing. And so she says that the foundational cause for this distinction um, and for this fast pace, it's technology, meaning whether we like it or not, uh, technology is changing our kids. Um, that's that's kind of the bottom line is technology is changing our kids. It, ha- it plays a very, very important role um, in the formation of our kids. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I think it's true. I don't know if I, I like that as much, but it's an unavoidable reality. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just realized the other day I was uh, playing around with this chat GPT thing where it's like an AI thing. And right now it feels like a, a party game where you you can go on to it and be like, hey, could you write a poem about Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback, mm-hmm. you know? In, you could probably throw some sort of random phrase like in iambic pentameter or something silly, and it does it. It's it's ludicrous, Sinian. It's so weird. Okay. I realize, though, that like cocktail party joke type of thing of like, oh, look at this funny thing it can do. My kid's going to grow up. And pretty soon, I'm, I was used to figuring out how to Google information. I'm like, are we just going to talk to an AI on our phone and it's going to kind of tell us everything? And then I'm thinking, what is that going to do to it? It feels as a parent overwhelming because you're totally right. Technology is forming our kids. But that whole pace of technology business, that's intimidating because the sort of technology out there and the the information, it feels like it overwhelms you. So the first thing I want to ask you is, where do you go, Simeon, for like resources for parents, something where as a parent, how do I talk about AI? What is that going to look like? TikTok, is this good? Is this bad? Help me just find a way to think biblically about some of these topics. 
Yeah, definitely. I I wish I would point you to myself, but it moves at such a fast pace. I don't have enough wisdom um, to keep up with technology and how to handle it. So what I like to do, and I would just uh, suggest every single parent um, that is listening, I go to access.org. That's A xis.org. Um, it has incredible, incredible information out there ab- about all of these things. Um, gender, technology, any topic you can be thinking about that that is impacting our kids. It has really, really good info. I've vetted it. I've checked it. It's really, really good stuff. You can also go to other uh, sources as well, but that's the one that I would uh, recommend, Mark, you would go to. So we were just actually talking about this, looking at it. And Simeon, if you like, what's one thing on access, like a parent could know about because they have all these, it's a website, but it's a website with kind of unique tools for parents. I don't know if you would, if that's what you call it. Like one of them I was looking at, or they have really cool parent guides. They're downloadable PDFs about like, okay, TikTok, a parent's guide to TikTok. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need this. What is TikTok? And it's a really thoughtful intelligent Christian-based guide on what are the dangers of TikTok? What are the pros of it? So helpful as a parent because I did not, I don't get the TikTok. I've never, I don't get it. So (laughs) I needed the parent guide from Access. Are there any other tools on there? So I love the parent guides. I think they're really, really helpful, very informative. What what are some others you'd point us to on access.org? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I don't, <laughs> I don't like the TikTok either. So I needed access to kind of help me navigate that as well. Um, one of them that I just love, honestly, as a youth pastor, there's one called, um, they, they focus on this just slang, the new words that, uh, oh my students are using the cultural translator. It's called, which again, I, it almost, it, it bothers me because it shows me how old I am. So every time I look at it, there's new words. I'm like, oh my gosh, now I got to memorize these like I'm memorizing scripture uh, just so I can stay relevant and understand what kids are talking about. Um, but perhaps my favorite uh, tool they have on there is called conversation kits. And so these are like 10 minute videos um, and they'll talk about dating, mental health, sports, social media, world religions, video games, violence, everything you can think of. 10 minute videos that are really well done and they will pause as they talk about things in the video and they will prompt um, questions that parents can talk with their kids um, about. So it's really, really good stuff. And I've honestly, I've used this in a youth group. I've had even discussion groups where we pulled these videos up and just watched them. So it is real quality. Wow. That, that is really awesome. I, I'm Simeon, you, you mentioned the, uh, the slang kit for parents, literally while you're talking, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, that is what no cap means. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling the truth. I had no, <laughs> I, I am so behind. I'm going to go on there. This is going to be so embarrassing. If my kids figure out, I'm like reading all their slang words going, that is what they're talking about. I had no idea. So helpful parents. Write this down. It's like a translation guide to the world your kids live in. So that's access.org, A-X-I-S dot O-R-G. And frankly, if that was all parents got out of this podcast, that's probably an incredible resource right there. They could turn it off and they've got something great. But we're going to give them more, Simeon, because we got you for a few more minutes. So I want you to, in addition to kind of education that you get on access.org, 
give us a little practical coaching. Like, how would you coach your kids when it comes to how they engage with technology, how they use technology? Is it just give them the phone and let them figure it out? I think we all know that's not the right path, but give us some coaching on what you think the right path might look like. Yeah. So we, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, Mark, but I think the first thing um, that I would suggest is to limit technology. Um, and then that might raise the question, okay, well, does every kid in my household not get technology or does some? Do, it raises the principle, the question, um, autonomy versus rules again, um, where autonomy is I'm going to let the kid make the decision. Rules is I'm making the decision and you need to get in line, essentially. Uh, we said uh, at a previous podcast that I would recommend that the younger the kid is, the more rules you have for the kid. And especially as it relates to technology, um, the older the kid gets, I think you give them more autonomy to be able to make those decisions for themselves. Um, I will say technology, uh, I think that should move at a slower pace because technology is um, so impactful um, and there's so much garbage out there, if I'm honest, um, that it's hard for kids to decipher what is good and what is not. Um, I would also just recommend when it comes to limiting tech, if you're going to allow your kids to have tech. Um, I would say that you need to go check out that technology first. So if you're allowing your kid to get on TikTok, great, just, just go check it out first. And that, that's where maybe access.org can help you out, where it can give you some education there as well. Um, if you limit tech, it will enable kids to see the value of living in person. Um, so again, where, where kids might be hesitant to, um, allow you to limit tech, I would say help them to understand that there is real, real value in doing that. Also, if you limit tech, um, it will also help kids to form habits apart from technology. It's something we don't think about until it's too late, that if we allow kids from sixth grade to 12th grade to be on their phones without any type of limitation, they'll end up becoming addicted to their phones. And by the time they're 20, 25, 30, they're going to begin to feel those consequences. Mm -hmm. That's really good. You know, I'm I'm even thinking of practical limits, Simeon, for parents. If I'm a parent out there, my coaching would be think about an age limit. Like very practically, what age would you want your kid to have access to a smartphone? I urge parents not before junior high. And I urge parents on social media, to be frank with you, I just don't think they need to be on it very much before they can drive a car. And that's really hard to limit, but you need to work at it because it's just going to pump their brain full of stuff. So age limit. Second is understand how to use the controls on that, the tech they have. iPhones have good ways with screen time to monitor what they're doing. Use those, especially um, at night. Nighttime limits on tech. So, I mean, it's incredible the number of my kids' friends who they will tell me, stay up till one, two, three in the morning on their phone. Number one, I don't know how those people function during the day. I don't get enough sleep. I'm like a roaring lion. I don't understand these kids. But number two, that's just verifiably bad at a developmental stage. You know, so even as parents, you might consider like we don't we don't have this rule presently, but we are debating it in our household seriously that every Vance family member won't use their iPhone as an alarm clock because we want to keep our phones like away from our beds. 
And so we're thinking about just having a drop zone for the phones, even Simeon, just like so that we sleep in peace a little bit. It can't ding at us, all that sort of stuff. So just a couple things, maybe those are some helpful ways to think about what are ways I might limit access to tech, you know, to consider as a parent. But you just mentioned something. If you say one of the most important things first off is to learn to limit it, help us think a little about the consequences of the non-limited because I don't think kids are going to naturally figure that out. Yes. Yeah. I, that's a great question I, because kids don't only not naturally figure that out. The reason they don't naturally figure that out is because, is because kids feel very invincible. And so when consequences um, arise, that's like the last thing that they're thinking about. Um, and so we know this, but we, we tend to consider consequences well into our adult years. Um, so consequences, again, of technology or really anything, I like to say with kids, it needs to be taught, not caught. Meaning kids are not usually going to figure out, oh, this is bad for me. Um, they need to be taught that. Um, so it is very, very important, I think, to consider the consequences of limitless technology. If you're just going to allow technology to run rampant in the home, just understand there are consequences. Um, and so I believe one of the best things you can do is actually talk to your kids about that. Okay, so give me some talking points, Simeon. So if we're talking about technology, because I am a little bit like, you know, this, I'm like 85 years old in my soul. And so when I talk about tech, and I say to my kids, well, you shouldn't do technology because it's dumb. It doesn't seem to go over because just like it, that's just because you're old, dad. It's just because you're old. But give me some really practical tools of here are some of the ways to talk about tech that are going to help my kids that visualize or think about the sort of consequence that comes from having unlimited access to tech. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good, Mark, because I think typically the older we get, the less time we have for the previous generations and all the new things that they have. Um, the problem is if you don't slow down um, your child and just in general, the younger generation will under will feel the lack of empathy and your advice and even your rules uh, will be an opportunity to rebel against because they just don't feel as though you really care. Um, we understand the consequences intuitively. Um, because we've lived a little bit, but kids, again, they don't understand that intuitively. So I think slowing down and actually talking about it is so, so, so important. So here, I'll just give you an example. Um, kids, FOMO is a real thing. So I don't know if you know what FOMO is, but FOMO, um, you might be able to learn this on Axis, by the way. Um, FOMO means fear of missing out. Um, mm. Kids, they fear missing out on things. So if you were to come in to say, you know what? No TikTok. That's a hard rule in the house. No TikTok, no TikTok. You might hear, I have to be on TikTok because everybody else is on TikTok, dad. Everybody's doing it. So I need to do this as well. What's going on there? Well, they're afraid that they're going to miss out on something incredible. And so I think slowing down and actually understanding that can enable you to say, hey, this is not just bad for you, but let me get, tell you the benefits of you missing out on TikTok. Some of the benefits, you, you can focus more. You can do better in school because it's, you're not uh, uh, weighed down by the, 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 the noise of TikTok or technology. Um, you can enjoy in-person relationships. We've talked about that a lot. And so slowing down and actually helping your kid to understand why it's good to be off of it 
will actually, I think you'll see the receptivity um, increase there. Yeah, even I found my son Owen has taught me this, who's 15, almost 16. Even if it's a thing you give them access to, he's taught me, give me access a little bit at a time. Don't go zero access to TikTok to forever access to TikTok. Say 15 minutes a day. Set the time limit using the iPhone. So limits don't have to be never. Limits can be a lower threshold of activity. Even that as a parent has been really helpful to me. And, you know, shout out to Owen Vance for kind of teaching me uh, that one kind of on the fly as a dad. Yeah. So talk to me about some of the consequences, though, that we are seeing. So you have, you know, here's a here's a role play conversation. But really practically, Simeon, what are you seeing as you look at teens coming into Cornerstone Youth about what is happening when we have kind of unlimited tech access at the younger generation? Yeah. I mean, they're honestly, the consequences are are so vast and so wide that it would take us a whole nother podcast just to lay those out. But I mean, there's some more obvious ones. Um, the, the, the increase in depression, anxiety, um, is, is been staggering. Um, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why that is. Um, kids being on their phone, and you kind of even mentioned before, uh, at one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, um, that's only not bad for your health, but it's also bad for your mental health. I mean, it's obvious. I wake up the next day and I uh, can't even uh, focus and pay attention in class. That's going to increase my depression and my propensity towards depression and anxiety. Um, but that also depression, anxiety, those kinds of things can happen because of the comparison that happens on social media, the comparison that happens on um, Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be. Um, their kids will look and see, oh, I am not measuring up the way this other kid is measuring up because they have more likes than me. I mean, that's just one example, but comparison um, is a real, real po- problem, which in turn leads to pretty bad self-worth. Um, and it doesn't matter how much mom and dad tell me I'm beautiful and awesome and great and amazing. Those things are very important, by the way. But when I'm constantly seeing that I don't measure up, um, that's what really sinks deep into my soul versus all the other affirmation and validation that I receive. So, Mario, I could I could talk all day on on different consequences, but those are that's just a few. You know, it's an interesting thing looking at the subject of technology when in teens, because when I was a teen, the subject was really, man, on technology, you can get access to bad things. In other, so the conversation was, man, you shouldn't go use a computer to look at pornography. Now, actually, the subject has changed a little bit, hasn't it? We're actually talking about, you know, using too much technology itself is reshaping and changing me. It's not, yeah, yeah, certainly do not go look up bad things on your phone. But it's also actually beginning to realize just the nature of how we interact with the phone, how we interact online is changing us profoundly. It it seems like, you know, we're not just being discipled by the content we see. We're being discipled by just simply being on tech so much. That's right. That's so true. Um, That's to me, that would be the biggest consequence. If you had to sum it up, it is the fact that we are allowing our kids to be uh, discipled by the culture instead of the church. 
by the culture instead of Christ. Um, Paul says, he says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, he says to take every single thought captive, take every thought captive to the obedience of the gospel. My concern, Mark, is that if we're on tech 24-7, it makes that command absolutely impossible. Just makes it impossible. There's so much information coming at us so fast um, that how can I take that captive? How can I figure out and discern what is good and what is bad? Um, and Mark, you know this, but 96% of the information online and in technology is bad. So it, it, it doesn't even matter if I'm even able to discern it. It's just I'm going to be filling my mind with tons of bad. Um, additionally, immature people, immature believers are, are incapable of taking thoughts captive in, in discerning what is right and what is wrong because they're still being formed. They're still trying to, dis, to, to understand what is good in the world and what is wrong. Um, and so if we are allowing our kids and our students to be um, discipled by the world, what we're end up doing is we're canceling out every single thing that we're teaching them at youth, at church, in the house. Um, my, my concern here is that we have great parents, great parents who love Jesus, love their kids, um, and are seeking to disciple them and are opening up the Bible and are having kids memorize scripture, et cetera, et cetera. But if we're not diligent over technology, we're allowing the devil to have a foothold in our child's life. And we're canceling again out every single thing that we're teaching. Um, so I do get a bit passionate here because I think mm. this simple step of thinking through technology will take us so much farther than we can ever imagine. That's really good. Well, Simeon, thanks for the wisdom today. And again, man, if parents don't take away anything else, even that website you shared off the top, A-X-I-S, access dot O-R-G, that is a resource for parents because we, we don't get the option of living in a no-tech, low-tech world. We are in the world in which we are. And so parents, we just need to navigate with wisdom how to walk with our teens and their technology. So Simeon, again, thanks for being a wise guide. Thanks for your time and appreciate all the work that you're doing at Cornerstone Youth, brother. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. 